essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night. Hello wrestling fans and welcome to another edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sean, coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada. First off, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for subscribing and being with us on our podcast. Unfortunately, during the Christmas season, things got a little mixed up. Timing, spending time with family, unfortunately also a death in my family of my grandmother. It kind of made for a busy, hectic time, and I unfortunately missed a couple of weeks of this podcast. Thankfully, there wasn't a whole lot that went on during the Christmas, because AEW and NXT kind of shut themselves down, but there was a lot that went on, and I'm going to try and catch up with it as much as possible. This week's episode, we're going to look forward to what happens with Impact Wrestling with their pay-per-view coming up next weekend. Going ahead, the Ontario Indie Calendar. A review of what happened with Smash Wrestling for a remix to a Merry Christmas, which you can catch on YouTube now as Smash Wrestling's Christmas gift to the fans. We're going to look at everything that happened with NXT and what will be happening because there's going to be a takeover, there's going to be Worlds Collide, leading all to the Royal Rumble, and we're going to try and squish that in as much as possible and go from there. If I have enough time, I'm going to attempt to do some Wrestle Kingdom 14, because they just did the two nights. If not, it'll end up on the next podcast. I'll no more when I get to the end of this one. So, thanks you for joining me. I'll be right back after these short messages. Shock Stock 2020 is New Earth's biggest pop culture expo and film festival. The real end is near. As the outside world falls into chaos, word of a sanctuary for mutants, freaks, goblins, and geeks spread throughout the land. Three days of thrills and chills. With screenings, panels, celebrities, workshops, interactive fun, vendors, all-nighter parties, and more. Stay tuned for guest announcements and more info. wrestling fans join me each and every friday on our facebook or youtube channel for the production line i stop by the tyson dukes wrestle factory and catch the stars of tomorrow being built today here in london tyson's been in business for the last two years and we've already seen stars come out of the factory such as violet lee jim strider alec realm jordan james the wave maker kyle boone the smartest man in wrestling michael grayson Cyrus Bowman, Rodney Matthews, and Tyson's own son, Ethan Dukes. Many more of the students of the future are seeing their way to the rings in arenas nearby you. You don't want to miss the production line where you can see their beginnings happening today. 
on the production line each and every Friday. Check us out on Facebook or YouTube. This is Sting Bassey. You're listening to the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. As we do each and every week, we start off with Smash Wrestling. Welcome back to the show, folks. Let's look at what happened last week when Smash Wrestling returned to London, Ontario for Remix You a Merry Christmas, which I've been told is going to be an exclusive special premiering on YouTube Christmas Day on Smash Wrestling's YouTube channel. The London Music Hall was full of fans, and they did not leave disappointed. The first match of the night saw Psycho Mike Rollins taking on Kyle Boone with Josh Pine in his corner. At one point, Josh Pine and Kyle Boone brought out a kiddie pool. Psycho Mike was worried about drowning in it and started bailing it out with empty beer cups that fans started handing him. Unfortunately, that didn't help, and he got put into the pool and nearly drowned. Josh Pine had to save Psycho Mike, even in the event of it costing Kyle Boone the victory when there was about to be a three count. Josh Pine saved Psycho Mike, but paid for it in the end. And Psycho Mike picked up the victory in the opening match. Then, the next match was for the Smash Wrestling Women's Championship. Unfortunately, circumstances beyond her control, Alexia Nicole was not able to show up due to apparent injury, and she was replaced by Max the Impaler. Max would go on to challenge Rosemary for the championship. These two women went back and forth, and it was a good uh, show display between two women from somewhat the dark side of wrestling. But Rosemary was able to pick up the victory and retain the Smash Wrestling Women's Championship in her first title defense. We saw a quick behind-the-scenes vignette of Jordan James getting ready for his tag team title challenge along with Alec Realm as they went on to go against Halal Beefcake later on. And Jordan seemed really pumped for his match and was praising the water that he had in his bottle. This took us back to the ring where the Smash Wrestling Championship was on the line and Andrew Everett challenged the remix, Kevin Bennett, for the championship. Andrew Everett was giving his all as he was claiming to be a giant, which he's definitely not in comparison to what his numbers were claiming, somewhat like Crash Holly being a 400-pound super heavyweight. However, Kevin Bennett was still on his game, and even though he got close to losing, he had his henchman, Halal Beefcake come out and cause a distraction, and Kevin Bennett was able to pick up the victory over Andrew Everett and retain the Smash Wrestling Championship. The fourth match was a little bit odd in its placement to some people because it was the third championship being defended in the first half of the evening, and that had Halal Beefcake defending their tag team championships against the Revolt, Alec Realm, and Jordan James. The water bottle was somewhat like Popeye's spinach for Jordan James. And it had become a focus for the match, especially for the team of the Revolt, 
to have the power that they needed to overcome the tag team champions. In the end, it was the determining factor in the revolt winning the tag team championships from Hello Beefcake and able to celebrate in front of their hometown crowd here in London, Ontario. That brought us to our intermission where I got to uh, party with the revolt and meet all the other talent that have appeared on the Smash Wrestling show so far. The second half of the show started off with Cody Deaner taking on Sebastian Suave. Suave had the muscle in his corner as Anthony Kingdom James was not present. Unfortunately for Sebastian Suave, the muscle wasn't enough to overcome Cody Deaner and Deaner picked up the victory. We saw a video backstage with Scott Hunter congratulating the revolt on their tag team victory and kind of questioned what was going on and Jordan accidentally let it slip that there was something special in his water. When they found out what it was, unfortunately, it was an illegal substance, possibly cocaine in his water bottle. And because of that, the titles were now taken away from the revolt as they kind of did it under the influence. At least Jordan James was under the influence of an illegal substance. So the tag team titles went back to Halal Beefcake. Jordan claimed to have not known that the substance in his water bottle was cocaine. So you kind of wonder how many times this happened before and where the relationship between Alec Realm and Jordan James is going to go from here. Will they get themselves another tag team title opportunity or will Smash Wrestling have to suspend Jordan James for his illegal use of cocaine? Next up was the Nine Reindeer Gauntlet Rumble that featured the students from the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory. Some of the students included Frankie War, Brett Perry, Ethan Dukes, Rodney Matthews, Cole, Bella Bronx, Mr. Michael Grayson, Chris Mitchells, and then a 10th reindeer showed up. The former superhero and local talent, Dylan Andrews, who felt that he was left out and decided to enter himself into the competition. Andrews might have picked up the victory had he not turned on Chris Mitchells and caused him to be eliminated, only to be taken out by Michael Grayson himself, who picked up the victory in the 9 Reindeer, well now 10, Reindeer Gauntlet Rumble. The main event of the evening saw a technical masterpiece between Tyler Turva and the machine, Tyson Dukes. These guys definitely love uh, working against each other, and it showed during the main event of this show. However, Tyson has gotten himself into some issues with the King of the North, Carter Mason, and Carter decided to show up and make his presence known, scouting Tyson from the top of the stage. This was enough of a distraction to allow Turva to pick up the victory over Tyson Dukes. After the match, Tyson got on the microphone and challenged Carter Mason to see him in the ring, as he was not too happy with the presence of the king. 
Tyson even claimed himself to be the actual king of Smash Wrestling because everybody has to go through him first. Mason obliged the invite by Dukes and the two went at it and Mason was able to clear the ring of Tyson Dukes. It was then announced that February 7th, when Smash Wrestling returns to London at Fanshawe College, it will be main evented by Tyson Dukes and Carter Mason in a street fight. While at the Smash Wrestling show, I ran into Doug from Midwestern Wrestling, and he assured me that there's going to be another show coming up soon, enlistable in the new year. They're just finalizing their date, and we'll have an official announcement very shortly, but when that date is announced, we'll be covering everything leading up to that event, and including that event itself, with a in-car travel to Listable, previewing the event on our Facebook page, and all day during the next Midwestern Wrestling event, as we'll have a table again, and you can tune in and join us, or join us on the road with tickets and see it live. So I actually did record what happened with Smash Wrestling before everything went uh, to craziness in my family and the Christmas holidays, but what is not included is the fact that Smash Wrestling gave us a Christmas gift of Remix Your Merry Christmas on their YouTube channel, Christmas morning at 9am. You can catch that in its full format on their YouTube channel, and since the recording of what I did, Smash Wrestling has also announced that in Toronto, they're returning to the rec room just at the base of the CN Tower on Sunday, February 23rd, for any given Sunday, 8. The women's title will be on the line as Rosemary defends against Beta Scott, and Speedball Mike Bailey will go one-on-one -on -one with Tarek. There's going to be more matches announced soon, and if you'd like to join me on a road trip to Toronto, please send me a message at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. We'll try and put together a road trip of cars going down the highway and meeting up at the rec room and showing our support to Smash Wrestling as they kick off 2020 with Any Given Sunday 8. Looking forward to other events that are happening, you might want to check out my YouTube channel over on Scumbags Wrestling, plus also on our Facebook page, The Scumbags Wrestling, where I'm now going to be starting a very special segment highlighting all the activities that are happening in Ontario each and every week, and it's called the Ontario Indie Road Trip. You can follow along each and every week and find out what is coming to your local area and how to get tickets so you don't miss all the action that independent wrestling has to offer throughout Ontario. Whether you tune into the Ontario Indie Road Trip video package that's available, you can also catch the entire audio version of it right here, right now, as I run down the calendar of what's happening in Ontario over the next couple weeks. This Friday, January 10th, Ken Valley Wrestling presents Scratch That at the River City Vineyard in Sarnia, Ontario. Bell time is at 7.30 p.m. Electric Eli takes on the wrestling machine Tyson Dukes. Ethan Dukes goes one-on-one -on -one with Sarnia counselor Brian White. 
There's going to be a six-way match with a contract on a pole. You'll see the Night Train, Justin Sane, El Reverso, the Diamond Tiger, Kobe Durst, Alex Weir, the Wavemaker, Kyle Boone, and Alec Realm all battle for the contract. Mr. Michael Grayson and Frankie War team together to take on Billy Ray Daniels and Hyena Hagen in tag team action. The Ken Valley tag team titles will also be on the line as Fight or Flight defend the titles against Death Threat Army. Did somebody say adventure? Stone Rockwell returns to Sarnia to battle Jimbo Jones, and the main event for Scratch That will see Cody Diener defend the Kem Valley Championship against Tyler Turva. All this comes your way this Friday as Kem Valley Wrestling presents Scratch That in Sarnia, Ontario. Get your tickets by going to their Facebook page and following the link to purchase now. Then, on Saturday, January 11th, Revolution Women's Wrestling presents Pandemonium, happening at the Battle Arts Academy in Mississauga, Ontario. It's a stack card from top to bottom. Crystal Moon takes on Brooklyn. Divya faces off against Aaliyah. The Bubblegum Princess, Alexia Nicole, goes one-on-one -on -one with Jesse Mack. The Queens of Punk, Jody Threat and Addie Starr, take on the team of Caitlin Diamond and Masha, Team Collusion. In a rematch, CeCe Moss meets Bianca Corelli with Shiloh in her corner. And the main event sees Rebel and Casey Spinelli take on Nova and former Impact Wrestling Women's Champion Allison Kay. That's Pandemonium, presented by Revolution Women's Wrestling at the Don Kozlov Arena at Battle Arts Academy in Mississauga, Ontario, Saturday, January 11th. And also, next weekend on Sunday, January 12th, New School Wrestling presents Make Em Wait 2 in Stony Creek, Ontario at 3.30pm. Eazy-E faces off against CC Moss. Scotty O'Shea goes one-on-one -on -one with Von Vertigo. Andreas defends the New School Wrestling Internet Championship against Gabriel Foreza. Also, a no-holds-barred match featuring BMD, Brett Michael David, taking on Holden Albright. Plus, many more matches, including the return of John Greed. New School Wrestling Make Them Wait 2, happening Sunday, January 12th at 3.30pm in Stony Creek, Ontario. And the following weekend, there's more independent wrestling coming your way. On Friday, January 17th, Crossbody Pro Wrestling presents Showcase 27 at the Crossbody Pro Wrestling Academy in Kitchener, Ontario. C4 in Ottawa, Ontario presents Snowpiercer on Saturday, January 18th. SVW and Destiny Wrestling combine to present Superfight in Cornwall, Ontario. Crossbody Pro Wrestling's Another New Beginning in Kitchener at the Academy. Battle Arts Rising Stars presents Battle Arts Rumble in Mississauga and Acclaim Pro Wrestling's New Year's Resolution 9 in Ottawa on Saturday, January 18th. Then, on Sunday, January 19th, Destiny Wrestling presents Carnage featuring Marty Skrull in Mississauga at the Battle Arts Academy. Once again, you can tune into our YouTube channel for the Ontario Indie Road Trip for a video version of this event calendar. Are you looking to get into the wrestling business? 
Well, look no further than the Tyson Dukes Russell Factory, located right here in London, Ontario. It's Tyson has over 20 years of experience in the wrestling world, and he's even been brought down to the WWE Performance Center to be a guest trainer. We've already seen the likes of Jordan James, Kyle Boone, Violet Lee, Jim Strider, Pharaoh Bowman, Chris Mitchells, and many more. Plus, the new generation that are coming from the second group, such as Josh Pine, Shiloh, Nova, Frankie War, and many more. You don't want to miss your opportunity to learn from one of the best in Ontario, if not all of Canada, or the world, in Tyson Dukes. So that's the Tyson Dukes Rust Factory. It's open Monday, Wednesday, and Thursdays. And located at 309 Exeter Road, here in London. You hear the rumble in here? The rumble is the sound of progression and fundamentals are being made at the Wrestling Factory. This is Tyson Dukes, and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling podcast, y'all. Looking back a bit to the NWA with their Into the Fire pay-per-view that happened on December 14th from Atlanta at the GPB Studios, Eli Drake defeated Ken Anderson, Thunder Rosa defeated Tasha Steeles, the question mark with Aaron Stevens in his corner beat Trevor Murdoch. The Rock and Roll Express retained the NWA Tag Team Championships by defeating the Wildcards. The Rock and Roll Express had Eddie Kingston and Homicide in their corner, while the Wildcards were accompanied to the ring by Dave and Zane Dawson. Allison Kay and ODB defeated Melina and Marty Bell. Aaron Stevens, with the question mark in his corner, beat Colt Cabana and Ricky Starks in a triple threat match to become the new NWA National Champion. Nick Aldis beat James Storm in a 203 Falls match to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Brian Hebner was the referee for the first and third falls, while Tim Storm was the referee for the second fall. Marty Squirrel made an appearance at the end of the show to confront Nick Aldis as the show came to a close. The next pay-per-view will be Hard Times on January 24th from the GPB Studios in Atlanta, Georgia. NWA also announced that they are bringing back the TV title, and that will be contested in a tournament over the next few weeks of NWA Power. Taking a quick look over at Impact Wrestling, all the title belts have had a bit of a makeover as they are now gold with black and red outlined for the details. This change is from the blue that was there before. Impact Wrestling also presented their year-end awards, and the following were the winners of those awards. The Knockout of the Year, Taya Valkyrie. Moment of the Year, Sammy Callahan, winning the world title on Impact Wrestling's Access TV debut. I believe that was recorded in Windsor, Ontario when Sammy Callahan was able to beat Brian Cage. The one to watch in 2020 
is Willie Mack. The X Division Star of the Year was Rich Swan. The finishing move as voted by the fans, Tessa Blanchard's Magnum. The Tag Team of the Year was The North, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. The Match of the Year saw Sammy Callahan versus Tessa Blanchard from Slammiversary. And as voted by the fans, the Wrestler of the Year was Tessa Blanchard. All this leading to Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill pay-per-view happening Sunday, January 12th from the Bomb Factory in Dallas, Texas. You're going to see Ken Shamrock taking on Madman Fulton, Moose going one-on-one with Rhino, Brian Cage versus Rob Van Dam, Eddie Edwards going against Michael Elgin. The tag team title match will see the North, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, taking on Rich Swan and Willie Mack. There'll be a triple threat match for the Knockouts Championship, as Taya Valkyrie defends against Jordan Grace and ODB. The X Division Championship will be on the line as Ace Austin goes one-on-one with Trey Miguel. And in an intergender match, the main event will see for the Impact Wrestling Championship, Sammy Callahan against Tessa Blanchard. Will Tessa Blanchard be the first woman to hold a major males championship, heavyweight championship that is, because we've already seen China hold an Intercontinental title. But will Tessa become the first woman to hold the number one title in a organization? We'll have to wait and see when Impact Wrestling presents Hard to Kill Pay-Per-View happening next Sunday, January 12th. Looking over at AEW, things seem to be getting back on track after taking Christmas Day off. They're gearing up for their next pay-per-view and also the Jericho Cruise. So we'll have to see what happens over the next little while. But next week, or this Wednesday, should I say, Dynamite will be in Memphis paying tribute to Legends. It's going to be odd seeing a tribute to Memphis Legends without Jerry the King Lawler. But those being celebrated include Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert, Lance Russell, Austin Idol, Handsome Jimmy Vaughn, Dave Brown, Angelo Poffo, Randy Savage, Tommy Gilbert, Brian Christopher, and the Rock and Roll Express. It seems like from a posting that Lanny Poffo will be at AEW Dynamite to be honoring his father and brother. Matches also happening this Wednesday include Rio taking on Chris Statlander for the Women's Championship, Sammy Guevara against Christopher Daniels, Cody and Dustin Rhodes teaming together against the Lucha Brothers, Private Party against Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, and John Moxley is expected to give his answer to Chris Jericho on whether or not he's going to join the inner circle with 49% of power. Tyson Dukes is currently one half of the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Champions and one of the pillars of wrestling in Ontario. He's had a very impressive career over the past two decades, and it's only natural that aspiring wrestlers would want to learn from a veteran of his caliber. Since October 2017, Tyson opened up the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory here in London, Ontario. Students learned all aspects of wrestling. The first graduates like Jim Strider, Violet Lee, and Jordan James are making their names for themselves 
on the indie scene. Whether you're a student or a supporter, you can now be a part of the club and purchase your own beautiful zip-up hoodie. They're just $40 up to extra large and $45 for larger sizes. Contact Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory directly on Facebook to order yours today. Hello, do you or someone you know have a business that you'd love to have advertised here on our podcast? Well, give me a shout at our email address, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, and let us know how we can help you advertise to the listeners of this podcast. We'll give your business a shout out, including information on how people can reach out to you and information on your services. I'm Kyle Boone, one handsome SOB, and you're listening to the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Now let's check out what's going on in WWE and NXT. I'm not going to really go over a lot of stuff that happened on Raw and SmackDown. However, I did have the privilege of checking out SmackDown in Detroit at the Little Caesars Arena during Christmas break because my in-laws are down there in Windsor and... That night, I ended up realizing that they were going to be in Detroit. So, last minute decision, got a ticket, went across, and were up in the nosebleeds, but enjoyed WWE SmackDown. And they even recorded the match of Dolph Ziggler and Roman Reigns that was on the Steve Harvey New Year's show. As for anything important or kind of dumb, should I say, because even though it has gotten the highest ratings of uh, Raw recently the train wreck that was the ending to last Monday's Raw I can't believe I actually sat through that but it was the wedding of Lana and Lashley which did not get completed because an ex of Lana's showed up, an ex of Lashley showed up, Liv Morgan decided that her new character not only is it Emelina but she's either gay or bisexual and said that she's in love with Lana too and felt betrayed by her getting married to Lashley even though you'd think she'd be offended by the fact that if they were together while she's with Rusev where's the difference? I don't get it but it is what it is hopefully they explain things on Monday but yeah it was kind of odd that they did it overrun like they did before the wedding stuff, though, Monday Night's Raw, I felt, was pretty solid with some good matches and a nice way to end the year. Then, over on SmackDown, another decent show, but this one also had the return of John Morrison as he was consoling or con- conversing with The Miz after Miz possibly turned heel. Sheamus returned, and it looked like he was going to be a face going after the Revival, but he ended up uh, doing a brogue kick to Shorty G, establishing himself still as a heel. And the Usos also returned, making the save for their cousin as he was about to be given dog food again. That being Roman Reigns was going to get dog food fed to him again by King Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. Plus, then we saw also 
the Fiend Bray Wyatt destroy Dan O'Brien and disappear. So that was SmackDown in a nutshell. Let's take a look over with what's happened with NXT. It seems to be the brand that has the most oomph behind it that people are supporting. There's less craziness going on with them. And they have a lot of things building up with the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Tournament. They did their awards show this past week. So look at who won what. And they're also getting ready, the UK guys are, for NXT TakeOver Blackpool 2. All this leading to Worlds Collide the night before the Royal Rumble. So let's take a look at what happened with NXT. Taking a look at the awards handed out by NXT, included Future Star Dakota Kai, Breakout Star Keith Lee, Tag Team of the Year, Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. The Male of the Year, Adam Cole. Female Competitor of the Year, Shayna Baszler. Takeover Special of the Year, Takeover 25. The Match of the Year, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano in the 203 Falls match for the vacant title at TakeOver New York. The rivalry of the year was Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole, and the overall competitor of the year was Adam Cole. He took away a lot of uh, golden bells from NXT Awards for 2019. representing NXT and NXT UK in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. I can't wait for it to start. It is a tournament that historically has made stars in NXT, and this year will be no different, Kathy. Somebody's going to the paper. Yeah, I mean... Those tag teams taking part in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic for 2020 include from NXT, The Undisputed Era, The Forgotten Sons, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, Kushida and a mystery partner, and then from NXT UK, the Grizzled Young Veterans, Gallus, Imperium, and Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. The first round will highlight NXT versus NXT UK, just like they will during Worlds Collide. The first round has Imperium taking on the Forgotten Sons, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne taking on Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. The Undisputed Era going against Gallus and the Grizzled Young Veterans will take on Kushida and his tag team partner. There is currently no schedule for the quarterfinals, but the Worlds Collide on January 25th or TakeOver Portland on February 16th are likely destinations for the final. It's assumed that the tournament could kick off as early as this week on NXT as it returns to the USA Network for the first time in 2020. Speaking of the NXT UK, TakeOver Blackpool 2 is happening Saturday, January 12th, in Blackpool, England's Empress Ballroom. Tyler Bate is going to go against Jordan Devlin, 
The other half of Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven, is going one-on-one -on -one with Eddie Dennis. There's going to be a triple threat match for the NXT UK Women's Championship featuring Kaylee Ray defending against Tony Storm and Piper Nevin. There's going to be a fatal four-way tag team ladder match for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships with Gallus, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang taking on Imperium, Fabian Acher, and Marcel Barthel. The Grizzled Young Veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake, and the final team, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. In the main event, we'll see the WWE UK Championship defended as Walter def goes one-on-one -on -one with Joe Coffey. And that all happens this Saturday, January 12th, on the WWE Network. Then, WWE is going to present Worlds Collide on January 25th, on the WWE Network from Houston, Texas at the Toyota Center. It's the night before the Royal Rumble. We'll see NXT take on NXT UK. Currently, there's only one match announced, and that's going to be the eight-man tag team of Imperium, Wolf, Agencer, Barthel, and Walter taking on Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong. More matches should be announced over the next couple weeks, as they don't have much time before worlds collide. And the next night, then, is the Royal Rumble, happening from the Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas. There will be the traditional men's and women's Royal Rumble matches, with the winners getting to choose their champion to face off against at WrestleMania 36. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, will also go one-on-one -on -one against Dan O'Brien for the WWE Universal Championship, and Becky Lynch is putting her Raw Women's title on the line against Asuka in a rematch from last Royal Rumble, where Asuka actually beat Becky Lynch, and Becky said that she has never beat Asuka before. So, this should be the opportunity that we find out if she can beat Asuka or if Asuka will become the new Raw Women's Champion. And that's going to wrap up your WD and NXT news for this week. This is Jim Strider, live from the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory, and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. And this concludes another episode of the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. I hope to be back on schedule now that everything's cleared up with the holidays and personal issues with my family and we're going to continue bringing you all the news and highlights from around the Ontario scene along with AEW, WWE, NXT, anything wrestling related. I hope to be watching all of the New Japan Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash shows in time for next week's episode so I can review that and be sure to join us each and every Thursday at 8 p.m on either Facebook or YouTube for Thursday Night Throwdown. It's a new program by Chris Maloney and CWN Online, and I'm a part of it, and you can be a part of it too. Just contact Chris. We talked for an hour of all the topics that have happened in the past week of wrestling and share opinions and views. Also, 
do some predictions for upcoming pay-per-views. So that's Thursday Night Throwdown TNT happening every Thursday at 8 p.m. on either Facebook or YouTube. Check us out and join in. So until next time, have a great week. Granted, I understand it's essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night. Hardly breathe, I need-